Hello and welcome to The Insiders, our special edition of the Buildings of Tomorrow podcast, where we deep dive into real-life projects around the world and explore how digitalization is being implemented in the buildings industry. As our first brand new episode for today, we will talk about the University of Birmingham project and its vision of being the world's most intelligent university campus. The University of Birmingham consists of two campuses, in Edgbaston and Dubai. With over 35,000 students, the University of Birmingham is one of the largest universities in the UK and therefore its vast and complex building estate brings a lot of potential for digital optimizations and sustainable strategies. We're very excited to have two guest speakers joining us for this episode today. Matt Beveridge, the Innovation Manager at the University of Birmingham, and Simon Burgess, the Solution Developer for Campuses in the UK for Siemens Smart Infrastructure. So without further ado, let's tune in with John and discover what this project is all about. Matt, Simon, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, John, it's great. Great to be here. Thanks ever so much for inviting me to join this podcast. Hey, it's a pleasure to have you and Simon as well, mate. Excited to have you here together with us to chat a little bit about the University of Birmingham. No, I've been looking forward to it. Looking forward to talking to you, John, and always catching up with you, Matt. Bring it on. That's what we like to hear. And that's that's a good symbol for the rest of the conversation because, uh, you know, when you've got uh, here to, to uh, let's say, a partnership that collaborates so strongly on, on a project like this, uh, the fact that you're still talking is always a good thing, right? <laughs> so bring it on. Only um, computer screens, though, yeah. We're, we're talking about the University of Birmingham, and we're talking about uh, smart university campuses and, and uh, you know, campuses, uh, universities. These are, these are large institutions. There's, there's hundreds of buildings. There's a huge amount of different uh, activities uh, and functions of, of the infrastructure, the assets on, on these sites in these spaces and campuses of, of the universities. But before we dive into the detail, I want to get a snapshot from both of you. Um, if you're going to describe this project in three words, uh, I'd like to hear from you what those three three words were. So, Matt, first to you, uh, what are your three words to really describe this project? I think it's a great opening question, John, and it probably won't come as a surprise. But for me, the first first word that springs to mind is it's innovative, and um, I truly, truly believe it's uh, it's a very unique and innovative scheme for us as a university to uh, to be delivering. And um, it's the second question is it's important. Um, it's important for a number of reasons, and many of which we'll, we'll cover over the course of this podcast, um, no doubt. Um, and then finally, transformational. It's, um, it really is a step change for us as a university. Um, and so with that, it's a, it's a big step taking us in the right direction towards decarbonisation of the campus. But it's also about improving end user experience. And that for me is really exciting. Awesome. So innovative, important and transformational. Great, great words. Great start. Love it. Simon, back over to you. Uh, what, what three words would you use to describe this project? So the first word I would choose is collaborative, because this is not a solution that Siemens has developed. It's, a, it's something that Siemens and Birmingham have developed together. And we've been working together now for many years to get to where we are today. So collaborative is a really important word for me. Exciting is another word I'd use, because genuinely, I think it's exciting to be involved in something, like Matt says, so important and so transformational and so relevant. And and the third thing is awesome because I love this project. I love this partnership. And I, I'm just really proud to be working alongside Birmingham on such an awesome project. 
Nice. Collaborative, exciting, and awesome. These these are great emotive words that uh, if any project has this assigned to them, we know we're in a good place. So <laughs> now, now, Matt, I want to go to you first because uh, you know before we dive into you know some of the exciting stuff that's really happening under the under the hood, let's say um, for this project, I want to understand a little bit from an you know from a University of Birmingham perspective. Uh, to to undertake these kinds of projects that we're about to talk about, to really take the steps and be transformational, like you described, innovative, uh, transformational. Uh, you know, you need to know where you're going. You need to have a form of vision. What what does what does that vision look like for University of Birmingham, and and, and what was happening around you in the market, uh, and and what you saw in your industry that really brought you to that vision? Okay, um, I guess just to give a bit of context, I mean we're. We're one of many universities in in the UK, um, and we're like we. There are so many similarities that we share as universities, but each of us are, are incredibly unique and individual in many respects. Um, here at University of Birmingham, we're a world leading global university, and we've just opened a brand new campus in Dubai, which which really does play to the to the word that is global. Um, we've currently got about thirty eight thousand students. Um, spread across the two continents and, and that figure is growing. And then we've got about 7,000 staff members. So we really are a, a, an organization with, with real size and scale and, and breadth in terms of our, our reach across the four corners of the globe. I think what that does is it gives us an incredible opportunity, but it also presents uh, real challenges for us in terms of managing the physical estate and starting to think really carefully about the type of campus and the type of experience that we think future students and staff and academics will need to help support them either through education, research, teaching and learning, or just as part of their visitor experience when they come to a, an event uh, in one of our two concert halls. Um, and so actually, for us, what we've tried to do over the last three, four years is really take stock. Think about our role that we play locally as a civic university within the region that is Birmingham, but also extend that question out to really think about the role that we play across the nation and on the international scale. And so when you actually think about what we do at a regional level, we one in 50 jobs in Birmingham depends on the university. And I share that because I think that's really important context to set the scene for the role that we play in the region both in terms of the work that we do, not just for our students and our staff and the visitors that come to campus, but also in terms of that collaborative element and the word that Simon used earlier in terms of what we as a university see as our role in the wider wider uh, realm uh, beyond just the physical boundary of the campus itself. And when you actually take that up a notch, we, we contribute annually approximately 3.5 3.4 to 3.5 billion to the local economy in terms of knowledge transfer, uh, entrepreneurship, startup development. So we have a significant role uh, regionally, nationally and internationally. And a stat that someone shared with me, a colleague, and I've been working at the university now for, for a number of years, but it was very recently, and I think it was last year, if not the year before, we, we hit a milestone in that we educate more than 300,000 people across the globe. So we really are a university that's that's been around for a number of years and, and we've come a long way. But fundamentally, I think when we talk to the university's leadership team, we start to think about the direction of travel that we're heading as an organisation. 
there are a lot of external factors that are really driving change. And these are external factors that in some instances have a direct impact on the way in which we teach and deliver education. But they also have a fundamental role um, and influencing factor when it comes to looking at how we operate a large and complex campus like ours. Now, just to give a few examples, um, I think when we when we kind of break down our smart campus vision, there are perhaps four key drivers that are influencing change for us as a university. One is changing demographics, students and academics and, and the globalization in terms of how people move between countries and across continents. We're seeing, especially in the UK, that that is changing. And I won't mention the B word, but that that definitely does have a role to play in looking at how we recruit and retain and attract the very best talent, whether that be staff, students or academics. We've got real finance resource constraints in terms of financial capital and environmental concerns to consider. Again, not just in terms of how we operate as a university, but it's about making sure that we look after the local and regional economy in which we operate. We've got rapid advances in technology, and this is a huge factor that's really driving change because fundamentally it ties back to expectations and it, it, it comes back to the type of user experience that students want from a world leading university like ours. So we really need to think proactively about how we, how we prepare the physical and digital aspects of our campus to ensuring that we're offering the very best tools and technologies to supporting the type of experience that we want our students, staff and academics to have at a global university like ours. And then finally, we've got this this really sort of interesting uh, position that we find ourselves in. And we often talk about it in terms of the workplace, but changing models of delivering and learning for universities is 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 massive. And this was kind of a thing before COVID, but it's now become even more of a pertinent issue for us because what we're starting to think about here is completely new business models for the way in which we deliver education. So we're talking about distance learning. We're talking about degree apprenticeships. We're talking about short courses, lifelong learning, and we're now even starting to talk about personalised learning. And so what this does is it requires the university to think very carefully about how we plan for the future how we invest for the future and how we partner with organizations that buy into our long-term plan. Because fundamentally, we're not the only university across the globe facing some of these challenges. So there is a real opportunity for industry partners to collaborate with us to ensure that collectively we deliver an experience that's fit for the 21st century. And I'll just before I pause, John, I'll, I'll, I'll try and offer a bit more context. Um, the landscape in 2026, so if we fast forward a couple of years, the reality of the situation is that students enrolling at the University of Birmingham, they will be younger than the iPhone. That's fact. And so what this means when you break it down is that these are students that have only ever experienced a world without technology and its constant connectivity to Wi-Fi and 4G as an example. Fundamentally, their expectations, even before they step foot on our physical campus, which I know I'm biased, it is an incredible campus if you've not been to it before, you must come and see it. But before students actually arrive and take a, take a step onto our campus, their expectations from their future university 
they're being shaped by the likes of Amazon, Netflix and Instagram in terms of that digital experience that they get from elsewhere. So as a result, they are coming to us with very different expectations. And so all of a sudden it forces us as a university to think very carefully, not just about the tools and the techniques that we use to deliver an education uh, from a university like ours, but it's also about making sure that we play to their interests to ensure that we deliver an educational experience that prepares them for the world of work. So just before I pause, the final comment from me that I think will lead quite nicely into the conversation that we'll have is that I think we recognize as a university, in fact, I know we recognize as a university, to tackle some of these major challenges that we've just discussed, we know that we can't do it on our own. So what we're looking to do is develop a, a series of really important strategic partnerships that can help us tackle some of these global efforts and global challenges that we face as a university. And for me, one of the most exciting things about this partnership is our focus on innovation, because that permeates through everything we do as a university in terms of core business. And that for me is really exciting. Yeah, that is extremely exciting. And you, you, you describe some some hugely challenging market influences, market drivers. Uh, so the demographic change, and that's not just uh, an aging population uh, and also the, the changing way that society operates within uh, our career and our working mode and our learning modes, but also the movement globally, as you described, technology and innovation, sustainability and, and the challenges we have in organization. And then, of course, you, you mentioned the expectations of, of these customers and, and many more facets within that. A huge amount of challenges, and you you, de you described a little bit these partnerships, these strategic partnerships. And I wanted to ask you, Simon, you know, now being part of this partnership, all of these these industry drivers that uh, you know that are forming the vision for the University of Birmingham. What did they look like when you then look at the partnership together with Siemens? What, how would you summarise the though the goals and the vision for this project within that scope? You know, what were the the long term guiding principles that were then built together uh, between Siemens and the University of Birmingham? Yes, yeah, so I think what was really important to us, what was what was something that was really critical to us to achieve through this partnership was that it helped the university to achieve its strategic objectives. So we didn't focus just on operational goals. We looked at what's the core purpose of a university, what it's teaching and its research. And so we tried to root this partnership in things that affect a change in those areas. And when it comes to the other, the other goals of the partnership, this partnership is about really three things. It's, about, it's a partnership about research and innovation, as, as Matt said. It's a partnership about creating the world's most intelligent university campus. And it's a partnership about helping the university transition to net zero. The, the first goal quite obviously connects into the core mission of the university in terms of its teaching and research goal. The second goal around creating this, this unique experience for students really goes into what Matt was talking about. Is universities need students in, in order to generate tuition fees, put really simply, and, and, and to, to fund a lot of the, the teaching and the innovation and the work that happens there. And so what this partnership was set out to do is, is support the university in that objective. 
So how can this 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 industrial partnership help the university to attract students and to differentiate itself in a really competitive marketplace? And and higher education is a global marketplace now. And so Matt, Matt knows much more about it than I do, but they attract students from all around the world, from India, from America, from South America, all around the world. And, you know, if you're a student in India, let's say, you could pick any country to, to go to university. You could pick any university within that country to go to. So what we needed to achieve through this partnership is to separate the University of Birmingham from the pack and say, if you go to the University of Birmingham, you will have the most unique student experience in the world. And you will have an exceptional campus with exceptional buildings. And you will be not only comfortable, but you're going to be wowed every day. And by the way, you're going to have access to this industrial partnership where you get the opportunity to build your skills. So when you go into a career, you hit the ground running and, and you're extremely attractive to potential employers. And, and, and to go back to the, 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 the three aims of the partnership, the third aim is around net zero and it's around helping the university to transition its estate to net zero. So that is not only important because climate change is, is one of the obviously the biggest challenges facing society at the moment, but also it, it goes back to the value proposition of the universities. Many universities have made commitments to net zero. Some may not achieve that commitment, but the university and, and Siemens together, we have understood that challenge. We, we've, we've looked at the university's energy systems and we've engineered a pathway to net zero that we know is commercially and technically viable. And, and that's what the partnership is going to achieve. So by 2035, the university will be net zero. And, and we're working together on that. And we're, we're not just using the, the industry capabilities of Siemens, but we're bringing together and, 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 and joining that with the great minds that exist across the University of Birmingham in, in the academic population and in the student population and in the professional services teams as well. I understand. Yeah, so you mentioned the three strategic goals as part of this this partnership, this project. The, the the partnership around research, innovation, education. So really strongly linked to, let's call it the service that the university provides, the value that it provides to their students above and beyond the you know the, the standard approach to to education. That partnership to to create the world's most intelligent campus, and then. A, a move towards net zero and you know to be net zero in in 2025 is a huge uh, a huge achievement uh, and and also not a simple achievement uh, you know before we i, I want to dive into each of these these topics these these uh, these strategies one at a time but before we dive into there that net zero target yeah i must yeah, point out john sorry it, it, it is 2035 for scope scope one and two um and and then it's uh, scope three for 2045 so they, they, they're perhaps not as ambitious as 2025 right. but we're, we're still ambitious but put that into context so, so th this university has got a large and complex energy system. So like Matt said, it's 35,000 or 38,000 students. It has huge numbers when, when, when it comes to energy and carbon, 52,000 tonnes of CO2 per year. And that's not a trivial problem to solve. And so when we think about this university's net zero targets, it's a huge challenge to, to achieve that by 2035. And so that's, that's, that's why I think it is hugely ambitious. And, and I think the university should be really proud that it's made that commitment. And I think it puts it puts pressure on both organisations to make sure that we deliver it and we will deliver it. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, and thanks for that correction, because of course that's important, but still hugely ambitious. And what we know is that that trying to achieve these goals is by no means a simple feat. Uh, there are so many different parts to it that make that possible. Now, as I mentioned, I want to dive into into each of these these aspects of the vision. Uh, the you know the partnership around research innovation, the partnership around uh, creating the most intelligent university campus globally, and also that net zero target. Before we do, though, I wanted to ask you quickly, Matt. Um, you know, to form this this vision to form this this strategy a, a clear picture to to then turn it into reality is also an extremely difficult process to go through as an organization I, I wanted to ask you quickly how was that process you, know, you mentioned uh, in in the conversation a little bit earlier about you know understanding these drivers in the market and then going to sit down and talk with the organizations management etc how is that process for you as University of Birmingham to really go through this? this very challenging journey from having an idea to, to reaching the point where you are today, where you have a clear picture and you have clear goals in mind? Yeah, no, it's a, it's a really valid question, John. Um, you know, it's fair to say that we've been on quite the journey. Um, I, I started as, as the innovation manager uh, four and a half years ago. Um, and for the first three years, really, my, my role was actually going out and actively talking to uh, a wide variety uh, of different teams across the organization to really understand where the challenges and opportunities were for us as an organization. And what we very quickly learned was that uh, as an organization, we're, we, we've been relatively good and comfortable at investing in bricks and mortar. But fundamentally, we felt there was an opportunity to actually combine our investment so that we weren't simply building traditional bricks and mortars built in you know, buildings uh, in, in the way that we perhaps had done for, for many years previously. And actually, there was an opportunity for us to rethink the way in which we invest in both physical and digital elements that make up our campus and the experience that goes with that. And what we very quickly learned was, you know, as one of the UK's first Russell Group universities, you know, there are two core components to what we do as a university. Fundamentally, we, we, we're here to educate. And so we have students and they come to study with us. And so we deliver teaching and learning. And that's about providing them with an education, perhaps an undergraduate level, but also going on to do postgraduate studies as well. And then perhaps one of the things that we are truly exceptional at is delivering world-class research. And each university will have their own research strengths and, and just as we do here at Birmingham. But for us, we felt there was a real opportunity to combine some of the challenges and opportunity. Take energy, for example. We've got a tremendous team of academics linked to the Energy Institute whose remit is to focus on developing new knowledge to tackle some of the world-leading challenges with regards to transitioning through to decarbonisation and fo really focusing on the challenges and opportunities that surround energy. And so when we start to think about the opportunities for investing in physical and digital, it goes beyond investing in technology as a transaction between us and a potential supplier. So what we've felt was really important and what we've worked very carefully on is actually taking a real innovative approach to the way in which we engage the market and the way in which we collaborate with strategic partners like Siemens. And what we wanted to do was actually bring the academics 
into the fold to ensure that actually when we invest in a technology that aligns with academic research and academic interests, what we do is we create a full closed loop circle where actually it's a feedback loop whereby we invest in technology, we draw data in and information from, from utilising these technologies, whether that's for energy research or data science, for example. And then what we do is we play the outputs back through our, our research teams, giving them access to a rich, a really rich series of data sets to help inform and support the research they're conducting. And all of a sudden, what you get is a, is a term and an approach that we call this living lab. And so it's quite a complex thing to get your head around at first, but fundamentally what it's looking to do is take the investment, invest it with a strategic partner, play the outputs of that technology back into the core mission of the university, essentially creating new knowledge, whether that be through research or education, and then actually playing that back to the industry partner to help improve and drive improvements in the products and services that they offer back out to the market. And to take that one step further, what we've done with Siemens, which is really exciting as part of the first commitment in the strategic partnership, is we've kind of said, well, actually, if we're serious about this, collectively working together, let's sponsor some PhD students. And so for this first bit of work that we're doing with Siemens, that's really kick-started our journey towards delivering one of the smartest campuses in the world, is we've appointed and sponsored 10 PhD students. Now, we're still looking at and agreeing the, uh, the thematic areas that those disciplines are going to focus on. But fundamentally, that's a real commitment from an industry partner like Siemens and a university like ours to saying, we're serious about delivering the world's smartest campus. And we're serious about taking investment into physical and digital to ensure that it fulfills the expectations of our academics, our students, and fundamentally the operational teams that need to manage what is a really complex campus like ours. And so all of a sudden you get this really, really rich platform where all of a sudden innovation can truly flourish. And so for me in my role, that's what, that's what I'm here to do. It's about promoting a culture of innovation. And if we can leverage strategic partnerships with industry players like Siemens, all of a sudden what we're doing is really helping to prepare our students for the world of work when they graduate with us by giving them access to industry technology much earlier in the phase in terms of their education whilst, whilst here with us. And then what we do is we go out and we deliver transformational research that really makes a difference to people's lives around the world. And that, for me, is what we are all about as universities. So it's truly, truly very exciting. I don't know whether you want to add to that at all, Simon, because it's, you know, this is a topic that we, between the two of us, could quite comfortably talk about for quite a long time. But it is, it's really complex. And I know we've we've gotten to know one another really well over the last couple of years, but we continue to just bounce ideas off one another. So I don't know whether you've got anything further you wanted to add. You know, I, I think firstly, you summarized it really nicely. And I thought it was a really eloquent way of explaining what the kind of ethos of this strand of the partnership is all about. And so that description that you gave of the living lab, I've not heard it put like that before, where it's almost like a circular economy concept. And I thought that's a really great way of explaining it because everything Matt said is correct. You know, that research topic, what does that mean in reality? Well, firstly, 
it's it's about Siemens sponsoring PhDs. So this is the whole point of the partnership. It's not transactional. It's not here here's some products and here's the invoice. You know, it's completely different to that. We are giving back to the university. Siemens is funding, sponsoring all of these 10 PhDs. And we're collaborating on the topics as well. So this is mutually beneficial to Siemens. So we get to sit with the university's academics. And we've set proper governance up, actually. So we have a research council that looks at all of these different topics. So we, we bring in our corporate technology colleagues and we say, we have this, this, this awesome partnership with Birmingham. We have these 10 PhDs. What do you think we should focus on? And we're currently just defining those, but I can tell you now they will be on IoT. They'll be on digital twins. They'll be on big data. They'll be on things that are absolutely core to the future of Siemens. So it's really, really exciting. Um, the university benefits and Siemens benefits. The, the description of the living lab, you know, I think it's really interesting and exciting, this, this, this idea that you can use the infrastructure at the university to support teaching and research. When I went to university, the, the only interaction you had was really kind of turning the light switch on and off. Um, but actually, what a University of Birmingham student will be able to have is the ability to see and actually touch um, and, and, and get to use all of the different infrastructure that's, that's on the campus. And, you know, one example is they are investing in IoT infrastructure that will produce reams and reams of data. So if I'm a student... It doesn't matter what course I'm on, I get access to that data and I can use it to prove a, a research concept I've got or to create a new sensor and, and do something really cool with it and integrate data with this IoT platform. And so there's there's so many use cases and opportunities for this living lab. And um, I, I I would I would add something that, that Matt's not mentioned, which is we're collaborating on loads of other things. So we were actually applying for research funding together as partners so there is there's things that we want to do together um you know and and, and Siemens is, is sponsoring other pieces of research as well so we've we've just agreed to sponsor a piece of research connected to the Commonwealth Games which is going to be hosted in Birmingham um later on this year and so there's loads of other activities that are kind of spinning out of this and it's just that um that kind of i think that's a really good demonstration of the partnership being successful is that we've moved you know into the same orbit and and now we've got all these different sparks that are kind of flying off because we're so close together yeah and, and those sparks i think even in this short conversation this short summary is is one of the things which I think, you know, and we'll talk a little bit more about what this partnership means, but that that's the best demonstration you could possibly have, right? It's not, it's not we, there was a scope that was agreed to, that scope was delivered, uh, someone signed a contract, and then you deliver on that contract. It grows, it, it, it evolves, uh, and new ideas come, which uh, will, you know, and, and like the reference you used with circular economy, I was thinking something about the same, uh, you know, knowing that when we do start talking about research, especially for some of these emerging technologies, it's so difficult to get real-life data. It's so difficult to find information that then can support the next step of innovation. So having the university itself supporting that that process by real information, not uh, you know, not simulated, not uh, on a on a rig that's built on a desk, real working, living, uh, and operating systems that then help sharpen and improve the the outcomes for the next phase of research, the next topic, the next doctorate, the next student is um, is really an exciting demonstration of that partnership above and beyond technology or 
uh, you know, a supplier delivering a solution like you mentioned, Matt. So, uh, you know, a, a great deep dive into that into that first goal, which I get the feeling uh, is kind of a never-ending topic here. There, there will always be new topics to explore, new oper- opportunities to participate and, and partner together. Um, and, uh, and, and that's hugely exciting. I, I understand more now the exciting, the awesome, uh, the, the transformational approach because this is not normal. Uh, and, and I think that that's, that's hopefully something that, that changes but, uh, and we see more of these kinds of partnerships, but an exciting one for sure. Uh, I wanted to dive. Yeah, I mean, just to build, just to build on that, John. Sorry if I may. I, I mean, you're right in what you say. I mean, we are we are just at the start of this journey, um, and I think that is, you know, having been involved directly now in the conversations and getting us to this point. There's a real sense of excitement here because fundamentally, we we recognise there is a great deal of opportunity for both parties um, in terms of pursuing new knowledge through research development, through developing and continuously feeding back into the R&D process to making sure that actually the latest IOC, IoT sensor that's being deployed at one of our buildings can actually be scaled up and rolled out across the wider campus. And in turn, that can, that, that, that kind of, the journey that we're on, you know, that can be transcended across to other universities uh, not just in the UK but further afield as well so you know we've made really good strides to get to this to get to this point but we really are still at, at the start of the journey so there's so much more uh, to come but you're absolutely right you know it, it won't stop or certainly we don't see it stopping if anything you know we're seeing more and more ideas coming back into the organization which is absolutely the one thing that we wanted to try and do when we when we talk about creating that culture of innovation it's about giving people the autonomy and the freedom to step forward with ideas where they feel that it can make a real difference to others so i feel really reassured at this point that we've got the right expertise and and the right relationships within Siemens at the moment to really start to to action some of those ideas where we think there's real opportunity and potential for both parties. Interested to find out more on the next two visions of the project? Stay tuned for part two of this episode and join Matt, Simon and John for more interesting insights. Thank you everyone who's listening and as always remember to like, share, comment and subscribe to us wherever you're listening from. This is The Insiders from the Buildings of Tomorrow podcast and we'll see you very soon. Mm -hmm.